What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Channel, B1. Today, we're on the 25th episode of the Biker Bar. What is the Biker Bar? For those of you guys that don't know, maybe you guys are new. Oh, man, I am hearing myself in the background. That is really distracting. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> give me a second to get myself together. Here we go. So those of you guys that don't know what, it, what the Biker Bar is, the Biker Bar is a long format kind of podcast style interview with people in the industry. It's every Sunday at 5 p.m. PST. And here we are. This Sunday is going to be Cushcore. So before we get started, we got, we got the, the biker advertisement hour is what we're going to call it today. And I just want to remind you guys all to please subscribe and support the channel. That, that means a lot to see that subscriber count go up if you enjoy this content or the POV content that I put out. Um, definitely hit that subscribe button. It's a little thing for you to do, but it means a lot to me. Um, as far as the, uh, the other ways that you can support the channel, you can hit that thumbs up button. The more times that thumbs up button is hitting, God, that's like a tongue twister for me today. The more times that's hitting, the more that, uh, YouTube is like, Hey man, this guy knows what he's doing or people actually like it. And then it promotes the, it makes the secret algorithm soup work. So that's good. Um, I want to mention to you guys that I do have a Facebook and an Instagram. It's at, at BikerB1, so at B1KERB1. For some reason, Facebook does not grow the way that Instagram does. I open them both at the same time. Facebook has like a little over 500. Instagram is like, like ticking on, like knocking on 2000's door right now. So let's, let's see if we can make the Facebook one grow. And if, if you don't like Facebook, you hate Facebook, just go to Instagram, do that. There's a lot of extra content comes over there. Um, so you can kind of keep up with that stuff and see what's going on. If you dig the hat that I'm wearing today, it's pretty sharp, actually a little black hat, got a flag on it and a little Tasco emblem on the top corner that, where the stars would be on an American flag. This is called the, the, the black market hat and it's available over at TascoMTB.com. Check them out. If you guys haven't, if you guys haven't heard of them before, they got great gloves and uh, dig their hats. They got some cool shirts and stuff like that too. So definitely. Uh, and they were on the biker bar a few, few months. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It could have been, it could have been, three episodes ago, but that feels like, like forever ago to me. So let's go, let's get back to the task at hand here. We have Dan from Cushcore. Hey Dan, can you give us a little hello? Hello. Yeah. Right on, man. What, what's, what's new in Cushcore? Oh, new. So, um, let's see. I mean, uh, you know, we're still a new company, but, uh, things are growing and rocking and rolling and, um, we're super excited coming into this new season. Uh, we're, we're got a lot of, uh, you know, professional teams on UCI and down, uh, downhill and, uh, EWS, um, that are going to be officially running Cushcore. Um, kind of the last two years they've been running it, uh, a, a little bit under the table, but, uh, this year we're, we're looking forward to getting a little bit, uh, more awareness that how many guys actually use this product. And uh, yeah, so we're stoked. We moved into a new business uh, building um, back in, I think, end of July, August um, to just, you know, balance our so growth. Whenever I was up there. That was that was a brand new building that you guys just moved yeah. into. Yeah. Let's take a step back to, you know, sure. I just realized I, I didn't ask you. Let's talk about what is Cushcore because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just make the assumption that everybody in the mountain biking world knows what Cushcore is, but let's go ahead and, and give it a little explanation. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, that 
we live it every day. So we have the same, you know, misconception that everybody already knows about it. But what Cushcore is, it's a, it's a f- engineered foam insert designed to be used with tubeless setup on mountain bike tires. So it has a few benefits. The obvious benefit is that the Cushcore is going to protect the rim from big impacts. But that wasn't the main reason that it was designed. It was designed as a performance enhancement. And uh, many times we describe it as it solves the tire pressure dilemma. So we, you know, mountain bikers like to run low tire pressure to get, you know, compliant tread patch, good traction, good uh, absorption on the small impacts. But low tire pressure is really squirmy and rolly. It's easy to burp, it's easy to pinch flat, et cetera. And so if you're an aggressive rider, you tend to run high tire pressure. Well, high tire pressure, yeah, it's stable, but it produces a terrible ride. It's it's like a, you know, think about it as like a rubber ball. It's just super bouncy. It, it doesn't absorb or dampen any of those impacts. Yeah, so with, I totally know where you're coming from there. I mean, yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm a big dude, so I've always run really high <laughs> tire pressure. So it wasn't, yeah. wasn't until like, honestly, until tubeless came out. And the side of, you know, the, the bottle or the tire or whatever it was that I was doing the first time I did tubeless. And it said like max PSI 40. And I was like, oh, that's like 20 less than what I use. You know, it was like, <laughs> I don't know funny, what I'm going to yeah. do, you know? And I, I think actually I was using like 50, but anyways, I, either way, I mean, it was, it was considerably different. So, I mean, I started there and then ended up kind of backing down, but you know, with the idea of being able to go lower than where I'm at right now, it just definitely sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's having that sidewall support. I mean, there's, there's other tire inserts out there, but ours is the only one. And it's part of our patent that it, ours is sort of shaped like a wedge. So it pushes against the sidewall and you get the stiff sidewall, even at low tire pressure. So it just creates a stable ride. And it, that also, it kind of becomes a unit with the tire casing. Um, and dampens vibration and uh, I mean, a host of other benefits, but, um, you know, that, that's the thing with Cush cores. It's, it's not only about pinch flats or it's not only about protecting your rim. It does that, but it's, once you ride it, you'll realize that, man, it, there's a slew of other benefits that it just, you know, that's why we call it tire suspension or inner tire suspension system. You have this damper at the wheel. So you're absorbing energy or impacts without the suspension even having to move um and yeah Yeah. i mean we go on and on and geek out about all the data and everything we have um i'm sure we'll get to that but yeah yeah and you know like you guys have some pretty cool graphics that show like the on your website um kushcore.com that that show the wheel kind of rolling and this the stability on the sidewall which it really makes sense you know and i think we've all had that happen when you know when you have your tire pressure too low or maybe got a you know a flat that's leaking or something like that and and you feel that like in the corners that wheel just rolling over or like for me it's like i always use you know tires that have like really thick sidewalls you know and um i've tried a lighter weight tire before and i feel that feeling instantly and it it definitely like it's like well this is crap you know so So yeah. to see something that would actually, you know, change the performance of the tire, I would imagine um, it really helps cornering. Like, a, a, do you guys have some kind of data that has anything to do with like the? Yeah, yeah, and in fact, I mean, we we, um, I mean, we have our sister company is is we do dirt bike suspension tuning, and uh, for that company, we have a um, 
electromagnetic suspension dyno. And we hooked it up with a tire um, with Cush Core and without. And what we found, you know, analyzing that lateral pressure is that it actually reduces tire roll by 25%. That's huge. And I mean, for me, you know, I didn't invent the product. I, I ran into Adam, that's another story. And he, he's the inventor of the product. And, you know, I, I saw it at first, like, hmm, that's interesting. But when I wrote it, the, the biggest revelation for me was that cornering performance because I, I, I just felt like mountain bikes were always sketchy because of that tire roll. And, and then I always ran too high tire pressure. So you get terrible traction with high tire pressure. But with Cushcore, you can kind of balance those things out. And um, man, the, just the cornering performance, let alone, you know, you know, smashing into rocks and hucking the flat and all that, you know, that wasn't really my pain point as, as a mountain biker. Mine was more about cornering. And, uh, you know, for me personally, that that's the biggest um, improvement. But did you, but, come, did you come from somewhere in the, in the past where you're in the bike industry then, or were you in the uh, moto industry? No. So previously I worked at Honda R and D in their motorcycle division doing oh, okay. pro product development. So, I mean, I've been a mountain biker and a dirt biker and BMX rider uh, basically my whole life. Uh -huh. Um, and so I was in the moto industry and, uh, I mean, the story is basically, I decided to move out of LA and move to bend um basically for mountain biking and uh and my wife and i just we pulled the trigger and um i was lucky enough to run into adam and he needed help with the craft moto business and he all he told me at the time was like i have this mountain bike product that i want to launch and i need help launching it and that that was enough for me to to jump on board and right. you, you know i mean we we made the leap um I took a huge pay cut and, uh, <laughs> but it's all worth it. And, you know, not looking back, it's, uh, it's been awesome ride. And, you know, Adam is, um, yeah, I always, he's like a suspension genius and that that's what, um, Cushcore comes from, from a suspension engineer's mind. And, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, you know, when I came up there, that was one of the things that like, um, or one of the things that really, surprised me is i you know i show up you know to your to your building and uh, i think i asked you guys like you know the night before hey i'm gonna be in bend you mind if i swing by and uh i walked up and there's like all these motorcycles in there i'm like what what is going on here man i had no idea that that you guys like had this other like side of, of your business you know what, yeah. what is it that the motorcycle what is the moto thing that you guys are doing yeah it's it's called craft moto uh -huh. and uh we do performance suspension tuning. So it's all, um, and, and our niche is we focus on WP suspension. That's the brand of suspension. And mm -hmm. that is what's found on KTM and Husqvarna motorcycles. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we only concentrate on bikes that we know ride and race. And so that's like, you know, off-road performance and um, motocross bikes. Um, you know, it's that that's what we concentrate on. And, you know, so we don't do, you know, adventure bikes or, or street bikes or anything like that. We're, we're focused on, on, uh, those performance dirt bikes. Cause that's mm -hmm. what we do. And when we're not doing that, we're riding mountain bikes. And when we're not riding mountain bikes, we're riding dirt bikes. And so <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, it's, we're lucky enough to have the two companies that can run, um, out of the same facility, largely the, um, the staff is split, uh -huh. but, um, like 
certainly Adam and I. It's all us and them. It's like all the mountain bikers on one yeah. side of the break room. And <laughs> it, all it's not like that, though. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, so, you know, most employees are dedicated to one um, company, but Adam and I split our time for sure between the two. Uh-huh. Um, and there's crossover as well. But um, we, we definitely, it's, it's a complimentary business. And, you know, eventually um, we will make Kushcore for, for motorbikes as well. Um, I mean, back taking a way step back, that's where Adam started developing the product first. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then just, you know, had a epiphany that, man, this is like perfect for mountain bikes and his background starts in mountain biking anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, so, there so, we- so the product, um, a lot of people, um, will, will refer to it as, you know, some kind of like, you know save my wheel kind of product and, right. and and i remember mentioning that um those of you guys that aren't on my patreon and sometimes i have some some content that's on there that is never released to to the public and whenever i went up to bend i i, I did some interviews with Kushcore. i did some interviews with um a couple other companies that are been apparently ben is like a hot spot for mountain biking companies and um and i had a a a a uh, interview with them in at Kushcore that I had put up on Patreon and I, I just never turned it into a, a regular public cut. There was a couple of reasons we'll get into those some other day. Um, but, but, uh, nonetheless, um, really it just came down to, I had this great idea I wanted to talk to Kushcore about, and I haven't done that yet, but now I got him on here. He's stuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, but so anyways, um, while I was talking to, um, Adam, the, the founder of Kushcore, that was one of the things that he said that really kind of like, you know, caught my attention was like, this is, this is not a like wheel protection device. He's like, that's like a side effect, you know? And, and I remember asking him, what do you think about, you know, people that just put it in one tire and you, if you would have saw the look on his face, guys, I mean, seriously, if he could, if he could almost like strangled me for just even asking the question, he would, he would have thought about it. Like, and, and, but you could see the passion. You could see that you like, as like what Dan was saying a minute ago about him being a real suspension engineer, like it, it would just be like, well, you mind if I take one of my wheels off my car? You think that would be okay? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that definitely. That's like, that's a trigger point for him too, it, for sure. Uh, I mean, it, it's designed as a system. It's de- designed to be used in you know both wheels, and um, so we get frustrated when um, you know guys like ah, I I only get flats in the rear, or I only have damage on my rear and we're like well you're hif- you're missing more than half of the product i mean you know i i'd almost argue like i always use this as a little bit hyperbole but um i i would run it in the front only if i had to choose right i mean for i was just cor- thinking for the yeah. cornering and yeah. your you can lead with your front wheel and when you're not worried about smashing with your yeah. front yeah, it's funny that you said that because that was the first thing that came to my mind too. I was like, well, on the front wheel, it's kind of like your brake, front brake takes all the, the pressure. Like your front wheel is yeah. really taking that that corner, and, it, you know. Exactly. It, I, I would definitely want it there, you know. Yep, yep. Yeah, but that that is, you know, but we're, you know, it's a new product and the, the brand and product awareness is still growing, as you mentioned at the beginning. I'm, I mean, it, it's been, I mean, it blew up last year for sure. It's huge. I mean, 
you know, at the end of 2017, we got the vital Shreddy award as the product of the year and, and, um, things are growing and building in the right direction. And we have some new product coming out this year, the, um, more applications, I, I should say, um, details TBD, but, um, the, uh, you know, we're still pushing that message out there. And I think once people understand it, you know, uh, Kenny, he, he's our sales guy. He, he always uses this analogy. It's like the dropper post at first, right? People is like, what do you, you want me to add weight in right. my seat post? And I have to hook up these ca it's cables. It's hard to hook up and, and it's weight. And why do I need that? Well, now yeah, every, and they're like, you know, everybody's always like, yeah, dude, I never needed that. I've been riding bikes since the nineties. Like what right. the hell? <laughs> and then now every mountain bike comes with one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, at my so, job, I, I do it, you know, and for, for my day job. And I remember there's been some few things that I like tried to pitch to people that initially they just want to have nothing to do with. One of them was like smartphones. I remember sitting in this like board <laughs> meeting and being like, look guys, you're, you'll be able to do this. You're going to be able to get your email on your phone. You're going to be able to sit at your daughter's freaking softball game and like plow through some stuff real quick. That would have took you a bunch of time when you're at the office, you know, and you can be more productive. And I remember every person in that room just looked at me and was like, that would be horrible. There was like two people that were like, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> and it's like all of those same people, you know, like 10 years later, were like, you know, they're the ones coming in like, my my screen has a crack on it. If this isn't fixed in like an hour, I'm going to lose my mind. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah. I can totally see what you're saying about, you know, your your product and, and uh, how its recognition is growing. Because, you know, it's really strange. You know, I saw you in um, North Star earlier this year whenever uh, Interbike was around. Yeah in town and, and it was i was watching you like talk to people and explain the product and to me it was like how do they not know about this you know like yeah it, it's just yeah. interesting to me you still have people coming up and they're like what's this thing yeah you know? yeah yeah no i know and uh but we're we're out there you know plugging away and um that's that's what it takes we're, we're a new product we're a new company and you know it's only a couple years old and Things are going in the right way, direction, and 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 uh, you know, I mean, I think about like think about when when the whole tubeless thing came out. People are like, "What? You want me to move my tube and put the sealant what tape up yeah. my rim? What?" And and that was a big leap for people also. And then now, any like real mountain bike is tubeless. Right. So I I, I think you know. Um, I think our product is going to have a similar path. So, um, where I just totally lost my train of thought. There. We'll just right. go ahead and switch gears anyway. <laughs> so, so you, you have this thing in your, your, your wheel and that does raise your rotation, rotational weight. And I, I know I've heard the answer to this question already, but I think it's good that people, people hear it. Sure. So, so what's the trade-off that you, that you hear, you know, or, you know that you tell the people whenever they, they talk about that? Yeah. So there, there's, there's kind of two replies to that. One is because you've protected your rim and you have that lateral stability that I described, um, you can run a lighter weight tire. So you can offset some of that weight um, by, um, you know, choosing a lighter weight tire. Plus, a lighter weight tire is going to have a more compliant tread patch, which is good for traction and, you know, uh, initial absorption of, you know, small, small impacts. Um, 
And then the other thing is we actually, you know, we sent some Kush core to um, a company in Finland that does um, basically rolling resistance testing. They're called wheel energy. And they found that like on a rough surface, um, Kush core actually reduced rolling resistance. And the reason is, is, you know, in a, in a vacuum on a perfectly flat, smooth surface, yeah, higher tire pressure um, would reduce rolling resistance. But on a rough surface, every obstacle that you hit is pushing back on that wheel. So um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of data on our website about this, but without getting it in too much, um, having that um, damping effect at the tire without the suspension even having to move actually reduces rolling resistance. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's counterintuitive to a lot, a lot of people's, um, you know, initial thoughts on rolling resistance, but uh, yeah, those are the two things. And really, um, I mean, we have a lot, a lot of riders that were worried about weight and once they install it and ride it, they're like, ah, it's not a concern. Um, most most people that I know that have used it, there you know, there's one common like theme, like man, this thing is a bitch to put on, and and, and then outside of that though, like they all want to continue using it. So, yeah. So yeah. I mean, and, and I, I've yeah. I've seen some marathon install videos go up on online, but I mean, definitely like all those people, regardless of that, whether or not it, it's it's you know that's the case because. Check this out, guys. That video, if you guys are on my Patreon, that video that I put up, I watched the dude at, at, at Kushcore put one on a brand new tire with a brand new tire in three minutes. So, like, it's definitely like it's a script, it's a skill to be had, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's just a, there's a technique. It, it's really, I mean, the people that struggle, <laughs> they're doing it wrong. That's, <laughs> that, that's just it. They're probably working against themselves. Um, you know, kind of the, the key technique, um, is, is pushing that bead down into the rim center. Right. And, um, that relieves the tension. So if you're like trying to use a tire lever and giant force and you're, you're, you're wanting to grab like a foot long tire lever, well, then, then you're doing it wrong. And you're missing that critical step of just pushing that bead down, like, once you get it started, you just keep going back and keep pushing that bead down. And then when you get to the tight spot, it'll pop right on. Um, yeah. And the I honestly didn't believe it. I mean, Adam yeah. was the guy I was talking to. That's the, the founder. He, he said he could do it in two minutes. I tried to put him on the spot. He wasn't going to bite. But one of the other guys jumped up and was like, I'll do it. And uh, it, it took him three minutes. And and I, I, I think I even told him I'd give him a 30 second like. I should be saying two and a half minutes because I kind of like started talking to him about something in the middle of it. And so, yeah, I know yeah. it's definitely, definitely interesting to see. It. So, yeah, I mean that we got like a little cheeky sticker in our box. It's like, Hey, don't do it your way. Do it our way. Right. Watch our video. And I think if you do watch the video, you follow the steps and you, you kind of understand um, it, 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 once you have the technique, it's pretty simple. Now, having said that, I will admit there's certain rim and tire combinations that are tighter than others. And it takes, you know, it takes more effort, but, yeah. but that's, I mean, you know, that that's, it's not insurmountable. And I mean, if anybody out there, if you're ever struggling and you're, this thing's impossible, just call us and we'll talk you through it. Yeah. No problem. 
Because like, usually, like usually what team. happens, <laughs> we do get those calls, and usually what it is is they're just missing that that one step or some technique that they they get stuck on, and they're like ah. And yeah. uh, if if they call and we can explain it, that it's usually no problem. Definitely, is there a there's a um, a lifespan to the to the insert as well, right? Yeah, I mean, eventually, right? It's like it's like tires, right? Tires have a lifespan, but it it's totally dependent on your riding style, your terrain, your air pressure, your body size, etc. Right? Mm -hmm. But for sure regardless of of who you are you, you know the cush core is going to last several tire changes at least right mm -hmm. i mean um so for the average guy that changes the tire probably every six months or something like that oh i mean he's probably gonna get a couple years out of it then. yeah you're gonna probably get a couple years out yeah. of the score for sure and you know um and how would you know yours was worn out? You just like, it just uh, like you yeah, look yeah. at it and just falls right onto the rim. You're like, so, oh, okay. so like, yeah. So, <laughs> so some of the pro teams, I mean, for an average guy, it would be totally useful still, but some of the pro teams, like, especially like a downhill team, though, what will happen is that they're riding so hard and taking so many hits. There's like, you'll see it on the cush core, like the bites that it's received. There's like these marks on it. And, I mean, once that inserts like chock full of those, they replace them. I, I would still run it as like a, you know, normal human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but that's one thing. And then the other thing would be, um, you know, after a while, like a, like a, like a tire too, that the bead is going to relax a bit and you're just going to lose that, um, that tightness and having that tightness against, against the rim is is you know giving you that that performance that lateral stability and uh and um protecting the rim but you know even a loose cush core is going to do some of its job like protect the rim but um you know it's, you just after a while that that if it gets too loose then that might be a time to to replace it but uh i mean i yeah it, it like i said most people you're not going to see um a need to replace it for a couple years yeah so i um i saw somebody in the chat say something like oh well i don't really pinch flat that much so i don't think i need it or if i had carbon wheels maybe somebody else if i had carbon wheels i'd use that to like protect them and um I, you know my first instinct when i saw it was like you're, you're not getting it like like it really changes the cornering like tremendously I think that's the the biggest thing that that people maybe they're they're you know continuing to think about it just being the 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 wheel saver, but really changes the cornering and it really changes even how much suspension you could potentially use because you told me about something I want to I want to lead into that. Sure. And uh, um, I think that one thing a lot of guys that watch my channel they're big dudes too. And whenever I like started hearing about this product and the way that it changes that, that way that that wheel, the tire actually reacts, I was like, man, this is a no brainer for bigger guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there are so many things like with the way that the wheel acts with a dude that's that, that's over 200 pounds on it, you know, that, um, 
I mean, they're not engineered for guys our size. If they were, the the sidewalls would be way thicker and you know stuff like that. The knobbies would be bigger or something like that. We'd look like moto tires on a mountain bike. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so you guys recently had had a study done. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a company um that's uh kind of launching. They're they're sort of in their you know, early stage, but they're called Motion Instruments. And Rob there, he, he he's developed um, some data acquisition equipment specifically designed for mountain bikes. And it's pretty sophisticated and uh, really cool. So um, they um, approached us and- So, were so in- hang on, hang on a second. Like, yes. Just to, to, I know when you explained that part to me, I was a little bit lost. So essentially yeah. they have some- sensor type of we i mean obviously we can't right. talk about exactly what the product is but they have something that's like uh what's what's that doohickey that people have been buying to hook up with their suspension and tells them like how to tune in whatever yeah so this is this is uh uh that product is kind of uh uses uh measures the air pressure change this right. is actual like a piece of hardware that it's like uh picture a smaller like on the fork it's like picture kind of a smaller um, fork that mounts next to it. And uh-huh. so what it's doing is it's measuring the suspension travel. It's measuring the speed. It's measuring the, the um, forces. And then he also mounts an accelerometer on the head tube, which, which measures um, G-force impacts. Right. So is it the, just the fork or does it do something similar on the rear suspension? Um, well? well, in this test, we just did the fork and the head tube. Okay, um, cool. And, and that's uh, what we were using. And so he, he took, he took um, a couple riders up to Downeyville and they did, I think it's about 14 mile, you know, descent, yeah, mostly yeah. down. If you know Downeyville, you know, it's not. Yeah, I think it's something like 5,000 feet of elevation yeah, loss yeah. or something like and that. It, it's, it, it's just an amazing ride. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's pretty fast and pretty choppy. And um, so what they found is that in that 15 mile ride, the, the, you know, they did a test um, with Cushcore and without Cushcore, and that both riders, two riders, they tried to take the same lines and take the same speed. So they weren't trying to go faster on one or the other. They wanted to see what what the effect was of Cushcore. Um, and so what they found, what the data showed, is that for one, um, the suspension used 16% less travel. So think about that over over um cumulatively over a 15 mile ride the suspension is moving 15 percent less and that means that's because cush core is absorbing that impact at at the surface right so in effect it's you could think of like that's like a 150 millimeter travel bike is going to feel like a 173 millimeter travel bike so because you have that suspension element at the tire um, the other thing that was really extraordinary was that, you know, like I said, they had an accelerometer on the head tube and the G forces measured were, were reduced by 12%. So over a 15 mile ride, the rider is experiencing 12% less G force. That's, that's, so that's, that's going to be less fatigue on your hands and your, your body, your body. And, and you're, you're just feeling less impact. You're feeling 12% less, less impact. I can definitely say, I mean, I've ridden the hell out of Downingville. I do event up th- an event up there every year with the channel now too. And, and that, 
that'll definitely that trail will definitely beat the shit out of you if, if you want yeah. it to yeah. You know? yeah so it's yeah. definitely for to see that kind of change on a i mean first of all like i i 16 is just amazing i mean honestly it's like you think about you think about that whenever you have your sag already you know you say you're sagging right. at 25 or 30 percent or something like that so you know how much more uh suspension do you have left after that you know and yeah, the suspension has to go both ways. But um, so like that in itself is just that that actually just really surprises me to hear that number. And yeah. and then the G forces on top of it. I mean, that I'm over 40. <laughs> I tell you what, I could yeah. use less G forces everywhere. Yeah, well, and like, like like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, like most of us are riding mountain bikes because they're super fun. And it the more control you have, the faster you can go, the faster you can go and control it equals more fun. I mean, that's, that's the way I look at it. And, and I just think, you know, Kushkor really, uh, really helps that aspect, just like, you know, full suspension did, um, for, uh, when it, you know, came into the market. I, I just got this new hardtail. Do you, do you, you ride a full suspension or you ride a hardtail? I, I ride a full suspension at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So I've never, I haven't had a hardtail since the nineties when that was the only thing that they had. Right. Actually, it was a fully rigid bike then. So, yeah, sure. And, uh, so whatever reason, I, I guess I'm like a sadomasochist or something like that. I decided to, to, you know, hang my Bronson up on the wall and buy this, this chameleon. And, um, it can do the 27, five plus wheels. And the first thing that I was thinking was like, if I get those 27, five plus wheels, that's going to give me a lot more cushion. Sure. And then if I can get the cush core in, in there as well and have like that, you know, pseudo 18% of suspension, I mean, that, it'll really change the way that, that a hardtail rides, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, certainly. I mean, and, and there's, there's a lot of guys out there that that's what they're, that's what they're doing. I mean, you know, hardtail has its place for sure. They're I'll tell super you what, fun I mean, and yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly did not think that I was going to like the bike as much as I do. Yeah. It, it was more of a, like, I mean, I really, I, I think this will be a fun thing to do and I can work on this X, Y, and Z skills with it. But I, I mean, even just yesterday I took it out to, to Auburn, which is like my local spot and it's not, you know, super chunky everywhere, but you know, in the past that, I mean, I, I've, I've been riding that place for, I don't know. I've been riding it for like over 10 years now, 12 years, something like that it's always been on a full squishy bike. So it was definitely like, okay, what's this going to be like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too. Like you, you mentioned, uh, I, I don't know, I'm kind of jumping topics, but yeah, the, no, go for it, dude. the other thing that I wanted to mention is like, um, the, the, and it, it's related to the hardtail is that it, it's sort of difficult to describe, but once you ride it, you feel it is because it's pushing against the sidewall. It, becomes a unit with the tire casing and then the cush core acts as a damper so it's not even just the the big hit right it's that it it will reduce that vibration so on choppy terrain like we call you know high, uh, low amplitude high frequency impacts chatter right mm -hmm. the cush core just calms that down and smooths that ride out it's it, it's it's amazing i mean like you know we we travel quite a bit going to mountain bike events and, and, um, you know, sometimes we can't bring our own bikes. So we'll, we'll demo bikes or, or, you know, rent a bike or something. And, 
And when we ride something that doesn't have Kushcore, we're just like, oh my gosh, I need Kushcore again. I can't, I can't <laughs> even ride a bike without it. Obviously you can, but um, anyway, it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, it, it's not even just our bias. It's just that it's, it's funny once you ride it and get used to it and then you ride a bike without it it's it's like you notice it right away especially on choppy choppy terrain so, so i'm sure this is one of your common questions i this was another one of those moments that adam wanted to choke me but i asked it <laughs> and i just saw it pop up in in the in the the comment section here too and uh uh so the guy's asking so why why not just use a closed cell phone or a pool noodle so this is a closed cell phone okay uh -huh. And a closed cell phone, and so there. That's why we always describe it as um, an engineered foam insert. Mm -hmm. Ours is manufactured in a mold, so it's contiguous. There's no seam. You don't have to zip tie it together. And the shape is very uh, important. That wedge shape is is engineered. Yeah, it's definitely different than. I mean, there are some other people's products that are more round. They yeah. definitely don't have the shape that you guys have that where I can really buy into the, the sidewall, like stiffening properties, you know? And, and then lastly, the, the foam, like I said, we came at it from a suspension approach. The, the compression and rebound damping characteristics are engineered into it. It's, it's not a pool noodle. If yeah. you took a pool noodle and you took a hammer and hit it a couple of times, it's going to pop and destroy. You could take a hammer and repeatedly beat uh, a cush core. Nothing's going to happen to it. I actually watched Adam do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you got to see this. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He I'm glad to, you got to he, meet Adam. Yeah. He, he beat the shit out of that thing, man. And I'm telling you the cush core and, and like, you couldn't even see a divot in it. Like it, yeah. it was, it was pretty surprising. I mean, and that, that's the other thing too, is like at, at events, you know, like you said, our, our, there's a lot of people at these events that never heard of it, never saw it, or maybe they heard of it, but never saw it. And they come up to our booth and they, a lot of times the first question, well, what does it weigh? I just hand them one. Mm -hmm. And when they grab it, they're usually it's like, wow, that's not at all what I thought it would feel like right. for one weight wise. It's way lighter than I thought it would feel like. And then the material itself, they're, they're, they're usually surprised at the, as at the characteristic of the foam itself. It's, it's, um, it's quite unique and you can feel it. The, the, like I described the, the compression and damping characteristic of the foam itself has been tuned into into that product yeah i remember adam saying something that was just like i don't know i'm probably overstating it maybe i'm understating i'm just like hundreds of different foams that he was like testing out and working with i think you guys work with like 3m or something like that to get it or no where, how it's manufactured or yeah, so, yeah, so anyway no. so any some foam company like hey i yeah, want it to be like yeah. this nope that way it didn't work and like it wasn't like he just went out and was like yeah, just give me some, give me some stuff, put it in this shape, right. and I'll, no, I'll no, charge no. everybody whatever the hell I want, you know. I mean, he spent three years getting the foam just right. Yeah, that's definitely some, some, uh, some, some attention to detail. I, I don't think I could do anything for three years before I released it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, what are what are some of the other common questions that you get whenever you're whenever you're sitting there at the booth and people are walking up? Hmm. I mean, I think, you know, how do you install it? Uh, how long does it last? What's it weigh? Mm -hmm. um, 
you know it's funny that we're all concerned about how much it weighs but honestly like the weight of it is is so small like there's a million other things that i could think about like a the size of my belly um <laughs> like like a lot of times when i hear people talking about weight on products i'm like just look at them like dude honestly you could eat like one less cheeseburger how about shave your legs and you actually save those grams that you spend another like four hundred dollars on you know like it's like yeah. you know yeah, I mean, but it is it is part it's like part of the cycling culture is is that counting grams and and some guys are more sensitive to it than others for sure. And and some types of riding it's more important than others. But um, you know, the 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 current product we have now is is you know, it's designed for trail to downhill, right? It's 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 you know, uh it can cover a broad range, but you know, maybe, maybe in the future we'll have, you know, other niches of product that, that have, you know, different weights and different performance characteristics. Yeah, um, that, totally, that totally makes sense. Do you guys, um, right now the wheel sizes you guys do is just 27.5 and 29 or like... no, no. So we have, we actually have 26. Um, I was going to ask that actually. Well, That's you know, that. honestly, like at first we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna launch 26, but when we, first you know promoted the product there was a ton of guys that were just like oh you gotta make 26 my downhill bikes a 26 and don't forget about us and this and that and so we made it and um it, you know compared to the other sizes it sells a, a lot less but um you know think about how many 26ers are out just out there right yeah man there's a lot um, of people still rocking them so it's not a bad bike no my best no. time in downingville still on my 26 inch bike yeah I but took, yeah, so I we went have to my bronze and thought I was going to smash that shit and still didn't get it. <laughs> so, but yeah, we have 26, 27, five and 29 and then 27, five plus currently. And, uh, like, like I mentioned, um, in the next like month or so, we'll be, uh, announcing a couple new products. So, um, yeah, watch for that. Is that something that would be like would work with BMX? I'm, I mean, I've been so far out of it. Like, I, I mean, I guess they still do like BMX. They still do like dirt kind of racing as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that um, those tracks are so different. It's it's you know they're almost paved, and some of mm -hmm. them are right like a true BMX racing. It's it's uh, I think it would help like with the cornering, but um you know that that's a niche market maybe yeah, maybe yeah. maybe someday yeah. um I, I think certainly like dirt jumping uh -huh. would be beneficial for the for the impact you know a lot of those dirt jumpers are you know hardtails so uh yeah that totally makes sense it, it would help there um and we you know we have there's a couple um trials riders out there that that rock kush core on their trails bike and um so there's other applications for sure you guys have like like um like a pro team or uh, just some guys that you sponsor or so yeah so we're you know we're we're a small company there's four of us total right and uh not that long ago there was two of us right so um you know this last year we did really well and and we have international distribution um i mean i was shocked at how big europe is europe loves mountain bikes it's crazy. They're, they're about half of our business. Um, and so having said that, you know, we don't have like a, a budget really to pay teams to run our product, but, um, I you know, personally that, don't know how necessary that is to tell you the truth, man. 
Well, well, I mean, what happened is that, you know, initially, um, I, I think our first pro rider was Jared Graves. He was the early adopter and, and he went through all the questions you just went through. Well, can't you make it lighter? Can't yeah. you, you know, this and that. And then in the end, a month later, he's like, don't change a thing. I'm running front and rear wheel. Don't it's perfect. And then that sort of trickled out that first year. And then last year we actually did sponsor teams with, um, with product, um, and, uh, specialized, um, downhill teams, specialized gravity and, mm -hmm. uh, the, their EWS team, um, commence all 100%, um, Rocky mountain, uh, uh, Yeti. Yeti was a big one too. Um, Richie rude rocks it. Yeah. And, I mean, I think pretty much anybody that that's really like pushing the limits of their bike is running it at this yeah, point. And then big one <laughs> last year was, you know, Martin Mays. He had a he, incredible season and, uh, he, he rides on Cush core. And then, so this year, um, you know, all of those teams and more, and, um, we'll, we'll be announcing all those partnerships, you know, expanded the track, et cetera, but we'll, we'll, we'll make a, you know, a big announcement once those yeah, teams yeah. are comfortable with announcing their rosters too. Cause yeah, totally, yeah. that's right. Right. But yeah, there's a ton of pros that ride it. And then we do have kind of, um, grassroots guys as well. Um, uh, it's, you know, we we'll call it an ambassador program, but it's, it's, it's kind of riders we like mm -hmm. and riders that want to run the system and, and we help them as much as we can. Um, yeah, no, that, that, I honestly think that the way you guys are going about it is working. So why why bother? I, I I am in some cases I can understand the having the pro teams, you know, and you know, paying for all of that. In other cases, it's difficult for me. So I mean, I you guys are small, dude. I totally get it, and I know some of those sponsorships are not cheap. So. It's definitely, it's definitely probably more than what most people think of whenever they, they think about it. You know, they're just, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're lucky enough to where, you know, it's it's not like they're deciding between pedal A and pedal B, right? Who gives them the most money to sponsor their, their race program. Right. It's that they want to use Cushcore for a competitive advantage. Right. And uh, so we're in a, uh, in a lucky position at the moment. Um that they want to use our product and, and we're happy to support them, you know? So, so how's this made? It, so is, is like, I don't know even how foam is made. I mean, is it like just, I would assume it's some kind of liquid like poured into a mold or something. Yeah, or? That's, I mean, that's, that's the simple way. Yeah. It's yeah. poured into a mold. And then when, when the material cools, it, it it's crazy. Cause there's a lot of engineering into that too. And I, I, you know, Adam would be better to answer this right. technically, but, um, it's crazy because it's there's like a cool down and they have to calculate like the properties of how that so the mold is like oversized or undersized or you know shaped so that when the product cools it it gets to your spe your specification right so right it, it's kind of a quick crazy thing and um you know we have um basically two foam manufacturers that we work with mm -hmm. um is that like and, stateside or overseas? Or? Uh, no. Um, one is based out of Canada uh -huh. and, um, one is, yeah, in Taiwan, okay. but, um, there, uh, the, the Canadian company also has a facility in Mexico. So some of them are made in Mexico as well. Um, Interesting. But there's, um, 
Yeah. I mean, then that's where we're at now. Um, yeah, again, I didn't really you know, think about that having to like shrink to the right size or like expand to the right size. That's interesting. Yeah, How do they yeah. do that? Like, so like once they have that done, like, is there some kind of quality control that makes sure that yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Always coming out to the, the, the exact right size. There's a, the, yeah, there's a quality control at the factory. And, um, I mean, once they have the, the spec down, um, it's, it's pretty consistent with that, mm -hmm. you know, machinery. And then, um, and then we do a quality control here as well. Once mm -hmm. the product arrives, um, yeah. Cause there's sometimes there's, you know, flash marks where the, where the injector, um, um, squeak, uh, you know, inserts the, the liquid, but, um, yeah, other, other small defects or whatever, but we do a quality control here and, um, yeah. Right on. So, um, why, why are you guys in Bend? Um, I mean, so I'm in Bend because, uh, you know, I, I, I lived my whole life in Southern California. Um, and <laughs> I, I wanted to be somewhere, um, uh, and my wife and I wanted to raise our kids somewhere that's more, uh, smaller town and more outdoor focused. Not that can't be outdoor focused in California, but, yeah, yeah, totally you know, right. um, right here in town it's it's small but not too small and then um you know adam and his wife they they started craft moto in durango colorado but um they just felt like uh and then they they moved for a bit to austin texas and they wanted to get back to kind of a mountain town mm -hmm. but um they they thought they loved durango but it's kind of too small to run a business um and so Ben's kind of the ideal size. Also, Ben is, um, you mentioned it before, it's like, it just has this, uh, the culture is like, a, you know, very small business culture. There's lots of successful small businesses here. There's lots of startups, a lot of outdoor industry. Um, I was surprised how many people were up there. Originally, I was going up there to meet with Project 321. Right. And then for whatever reason, it was like, I started looking at, well, who else is up in that area? And then it was like, oh, Evo Gimbals is up there. Schwabby Tires is up there. Kushkor is up there. And I think there's a couple other I can't even think of right off the top of my head right now. It was like, holy yeah. cow. You know, I didn't, I totally didn't know that. I just knew Bend was a fun place to ride. I didn't know anything about yeah, yeah. The, the culture of the, of the place. Great beers up there too. You're a beer drinker? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I, he got it. It's hard not to be living here. That's for sure. I mean, I, I, I try, I try not to drink too much beer just cause, uh, you know, it's easy to get fat, but, uh, right. but it's, so it's heard. almost impossible <laughs> to resist when you, when you live in a town that is, you know, there's a brewery on every corner just about. Yeah. Um, the, the, the place itself too, kind of really, um, like it, it wasn't the way I expected because I've ridden in Oregon before, but all the riding I did in Oregon was like Portland area or, you know, I've been to like Eugene and some, some other places that have driven up like five, you know, a million times. And so everything that m my experience with Oregon was like this, like super like Velcro tacky ground. That's always kind of, you know, ferns and, 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 you yeah. know, these nice roots to jump off of all over the place and stuff like that. And then I got up there and, and it reminded me a lot of like the way I was explaining it to people or I have been explaining it to people is it's like, like Lake Tahoe and Sedona had a baby. It's just like, <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. cause it has this like deserty kind of look to it. But like the, some of the train that I rode on was like real similar to Tahoe where it was like almost like a Sandy 
kind yeah. of granite kind of ground instead yeah. of uh, um, what I was expecting from what I else I had seen in Oregon. Right, right. I mean, we're we're high desert, and uh, you know, it's it's ten minutes to the quote unquote mountains, and the majority of the mountain bike trails kind of start in like a plateau, I would say, and um, you know, it's pine trees, but like you described, it's kind of the sandy base, a lot of lava rock mixed in. But as you get higher, you get more to that classic Oregon stuff. But um, yeah, we're high desert and it it's good and bad. I mean, the good part is that, um, you know, all the rain falls on the Cascades before it gets here, right? So we're pretty dry and pretty sunny compared mm-hmm. to, the, you know, the coastal Oregon. Um, and, but also, you know, as the, the season goes, the later we get into the season, you just keep going higher in elevation and it just keeps getting better as the snow melts. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, and the majority of our trails here also are like really flowy and kind of serpentine and, you know, relatively smooth, but then you, you run into a patch of super sharp lava rock and, uh, yeah, there, there, there's a, you know, pretty good variety of stuff. And, um, how long does it take the snow to melt there? Like in Tahoe, like basically, you know, come, come like typically come may you know end of may like it, it's definitely melted enough that any trail system that we're usually on yeah. is available. i mean may like uh, the majority of everything is open all the uh-huh. you know but the the higher elevation stuff some sometimes that won't melt until you know july august and yeah. some of the sweet stuff might like metolius and flagline and all that stuff is a little bit more high mountain um it, it's a uh, you know, because you guys have a big mountain there too, right? Is it like Mount yeah. Bachelor? I want to we say? have Bachelor, yeah, yeah. They have a bike yeah. park, and um, it um keeps getting better every year. Um, they're you know, I always describe it. They're like, I would describe it. They're like, I feel like eight years behind Mammoth. The dirt's very similar to Mammoth Bike Park, and uh, if you've ridden Mammoth, you know over the years they just keep adding pavers and wood ramps and clay and it's pretty awesome now or not that long ago. It wasn't that great, but, um, and bachelor's kind of on the same path. And, and I, I mean, you know, it's, it's 30 minutes from town here, easy drive. Um, and so we do lots of laughs at bachelor too. It's fun. And I mean, shoot, that's a great place for Kushkor because the amount of lava up there is just for one getting flats, but two, it's just uh choppy chundry stuff. And, and with Kushkor, just, it's, it's sweet. So I was wondering about that, you know, the other, just yesterday I was riding with my buddy and got a little, he like nubbed some rock, you know, and, and got like a, a little puncture sidewall puncture. And it was pretty close to the rim mm-hmm. where your product would be sitting. We, I mean, we use bacon to fix it. And I was thinking to myself when we were talking about it earlier, like, does that cush product kind of like get in the way of being able to use like plugs like that to fix your tire or. No, no, you should be able to use a plug, no problem. I mean, what we found, and I mean, we don't have proof, but we think that because you have this stiff sidewall, a lot of those um, sidewall tears are avoided because you will, um, you know, you'll have that resistance against that 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 impact on the sidewall. Instead, um, without Cushcore, the tire kind of ripples and and you know, it, as it's compressed, right? And that compressed will grab on that sharp rock and tear. Oh, that makes so, sense. That really makes sense. I, I think, you know, we, we feel like it makes the sidewall tougher, 
Uh-huh. But then also, you know, you can plug your tire and then worst case is like, if you do have a catastrophic, you know, sidewall tear, um, basically you just ride out on the cush core cause you're not sitting on the rim and it's, and it's you know, basically locking the bead on. So the tire's not going to come off either. It's not going to be a great ride, but you, like we described, you, you can limp back to the truck at least. You know? Yeah. One of, one of my friends and fellow YouTubers actually did that on one of those videos earlier this year. And like he wrote out, I mean, at the end of the day, he wrote out, you know, and that I think is worth it. It's definitely worth saying. I mean, it, yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, if you have the technique down, you're comfortable with the technique, it's easy to just pull it out and, you know, put a tube in, put a tube in, but, yeah. but like a sidewall tear, a tube's not going to help you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, you can get around it. I mean, we we I, in Downeyville, yeah. for example, uh, we had to use you know a couple of goo packets inside of the tire. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can make it happen. <laughs> Some duct tape and zip ties. Yeah, I've heard people say a dollar works really good. <laughs> I like, bet it does. Actually, I'm like, I ain't, I ain't no money. <laughs> I, I, I'd have to try my ATM card in there or something like that. I'm like, who carries cash? Where you guys? Especially on the trail. What's up with you guys, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've used like cardboard and that before previous to Kushcore, but yeah yeah those goo packages are, are like perfect for it you know they're like because it's like that th- thick sure. plastic you know it's too yeah. fly of it and yeah the only thing is trying to get it to stay there while you get everything into place you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. please don't move away from there but oh uh, because i was thinking if if you flatted completely like say you didn't have a tube or you already blew through that or whatever on the Kushcore. Like, would you want to just put a couple of like zip ties around the wheel and the tire to kind of keep the the bead from coming off? I, I don't think you'd need to. I mean, really? Yeah, the, it's pushing pretty hard against that that um, bead, and the bead should stay on. I mean, I I've had it happen before, and I've ridden you know several miles on on a Kushcore with no air in the tire, and I mean, there's been pro racers that finish their downhill runs and and finish their stages in the EWS and um, <laughs> it's crazy, you know, and then, you know, they, they make it to the, to the next, the transfer section and they change, fix it flat there instead of stopping in their stage. Um, uh-huh. That's yeah. a big deal. I mean, it's definitely if you're racing and there's yeah. definitely, there's a, there's a racer that was like back in the nineties and she like broke her freaking um, seat post in like the first mile of this race. It was somewhere in Colorado. I can't remember the girl's name. And uh, she raced like 19 miles with no seat posts. Could you imagine that? No. Freaking insane. <laughs> I want to say she won too. Yeah. Like just insane. I, I put it on my website somewhere. I can't remember where I put that. Yeah. Freaking just some people are just animals, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you said you ride full suspension. What kind of bike you got? I got a Santa Cruz Nomad. Yeah. What made you choose yeah. that? Uh, I had actually a friend. Uh, he's kind of pro rider and he 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 just said um he recommended it and then yeah, yeah. i got it and haven't looked back i'm kind of primed for a new bike actually so um I was what's got cute, your eye oh man what doesn't Does the, <laughs> the, I, I there's that's uh, something i mean the bikes have gotten so good they're all so good um, you were right across the uh, the pivot tent there at Interbike. Those yeah. guys, those bikes were being handed out like pancakes, man, or like oh, candy or something. Yeah, their their booth was packed that whole time, and that's what I was gonna say is like the Firebird really is uh, the 29er Firebird is 
I think that's got my name on it. Yeah. yeah are you written it? I, I take <laughs> yeah, it. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've written it a few times and, um, yeah, it's, I, I like, a, I kind of like a long travel bike. It, it's, it's uh-huh. a little bit, it's definitely overkill for a lot of the trails here, but it's like, you can have one bike and trail ride and, and hit the park. No, I, I totally get it. I mean, that's my, my Bronson's 160 in the front and 150 in the rear. And it's definitely overkill for a lot of stuff, but like you said, you know yeah as long yeah. as the bike pedals well honestly i mean i don't give a shit how much suspension's on it you know because if the suspension's working right like then what, what's it matter you're not going through 170 millimeters like like just riding on up the hill you know what i mean yeah i i always say i mean for me i'm a slow climber anyway right i mean i always make it but i'm not gonna beat you up the hill so i have fun going down so yeah I, I'll I'll take that compromise to have that, but um. Yeah, yeah no, I'm with yeah. you there, dude. Even in my when I was in my best riding shape, I was still like the slowest guy. It would just irritate the shit out of me. Like I would just be like trying my hardest just to kill myself to get faster, and and like all my buddies would just be like because they're riding with me, so they just get faster too, and be like, "You guys are dicks, man." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, any other any other action sports? You do any other action sports? Yeah, I mean uh, motocross. I I grew up riding dirt bikes, and uh, I love you know all types of off road uh, two wheel activity. So I like trail riding on a dirt bike, and and uh, I love motocross a lot. Um, used to race quite a bit, never like very good, like you know intermediate level, but uh, um, but I love it. And uh, these days, not much racing, but I I still love doing that and mountain bikes and 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 moto that that those are my loves so is uh kush core planning on to like like get into any kind of other type of suspension or just stick with kind of like what they're doing right now or yeah yeah so for now i mean really we're we're concentrating on being the leader and you know tire insert technology right so Uh Like I mentioned, we, we'll have some other cycling applications coming out really soon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, with the target, like hopefully this year, we'll also launch into moto as well, um, which which will be huge. Um, I mean, we were just riding dirt bikes yesterday and, uh, you know, there's so much lava rock where we ride. It's just sharp and it's buried so it doesn't move and you know, on a dirt bike, leading with that front wheel, having Kushkor in there would just be a game changer. Yeah. So, so. I, I never really rode moto. So, I mean, would it, it, are there like reasons that basically the same as mountain bikers, they want lower pressure and it's, it's the same exact thing. It's the same thing. So w- that's what happens is that, you know, um, if you run high tire pressure, then you have this bouncy, basically like a rubber ball, right? So it's going to be a harsh ride and you don't get as much traction and low tire pressure is great traction compliant tread patch, but it's easy to pinch flat and easy to ding your rim. It's, it's the same issues. Um, and you know, even though the tires are much, you know, bigger and, and, uh, stiffer, you're, the forces that you're transmitting are much higher as well. So you still have the same issues on a dirt, the same exact issues on a dirt bike that you do on, on a mountain bike. And so um, I would make the assumption that the foam or whatever that you're using for that 
definitely is like it's not the same phone that we're using. No, yeah, lights. it has to be re-engineered. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So then there goes another three years of Adam's life. <laughs> well, hopefully not. I mean, we're you know we're we're in that process, so hopefully it won't be like that. But um, yeah. and the the other issue, um, you know, all dirt bikes come standard with tubes, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another part of the equation we have to solve as well. Cause having that, you know, cush core. Oh, and, wait a minute. So, so dirt bikes aren't tubeless. Correct. Or is they, it, they are not, there is, is there a, like a tubeless option or yeah, like just there's a product. All? There's a product out there called tubeless. Uh -huh. And, um, it's basically exactly like Schwalbe pro core. Uh -huh. It's an inner, uh, high pressure inner tube inside. And then you have another, the, the tire chamber on the outside, right? The, Why haven't any of these companies like stands or something like that, like up to that? Like you would think that that would be like a real simple. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the same thing as us. Like why would they not want to do that with the sealant and be able to like stop that from happening? I, I, do you get flats a lot on dirt bikes? I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, and, and this tubeless product is pretty good for that, but it, it doesn't solve the, the lateral lateral stability issue and it's and it's a pneumatic system so you don't have any of the damping characteristics that like a cush core would right and i mean so you're top, to, like did you guys have to come up with a different kind of i guess i can't ask you too much about well product, i mean yeah. yeah it's it's not you know it's too early to really yeah. describe but uh um, yeah anyway we're, we're working on it and that that's a target so no I mean, that's that, that's really interesting man that's like super interesting to think about yeah, so we're you know like you know we got probably in the next month or so we'll we'll announce a few you know cycling products and then uh, and then hopefully you know that the the moto product goes well and and we can get that get out there this year I hope. So you guys um um man I had two questions now I don't know which one I asked first how about this uh so you guys run around to a lot of the uh the the cycling events I mean is that kind of you have a team that just goes constantly or <laughs> you just pick certain ones or yeah the the team is us I mean like I said we're we're up to four employees one one of those is really uh kind of a full-time um uh, he does shipping receiving um, amongst other things inventory management, et cetera. So he doesn't really travel, but, um, you know, Adam, myself and Kenny, um, we do everything else, you know, small company, you have to do wear a lot of hats and yeah. So this year I think we're going to like about 12 different events. Um, I will be, Kenny and I are going to cab to West, which is in San Diego trade show, basically cycling show, um, in San Diego this following week. After that, Adam and Kenny are going to um, Core Bike in the UK, um, which is uh, another, you know, kind of industry event. And then um, after that, we'll be at Frost Bike, which is a QBP sort of um, summit. And then Sedona Mountain Bike Fest, Sea Otter. And it kind of keeps going on yeah, and on. And it, we'll, on. We'll be, so you guys yeah. stay pretty active as far as that's going then. There's yeah, it's almost on. almost something every month. Um, yeah. Huh. Is there um, um, potential for you guys to just like be like, are, are you guys trying to like work with like a manufacturer to actually like be installed whenever the bike's new? 
Yeah. So yeah, we're, that's one of our goals this year is, um, to make some OEM partnerships. Um, and, um, yeah, so we're working on it. There, there's some, you know, it's not really exactly that, but like transition bikes, they, they carry Kushkor in their store, right? So you can buy Kushkor from transition and then uh gorilla gravity carries it as well. And, and, um, they'll outfit your bike with Kushkor when you order it. Um, and so it, it, you know, that's, that's sort of the trickle and eventually, yeah, that's what definitely we'd, we'd love to have that opportunity to work directly with, uh, OEM and have it, have it be an optional equipment. Have you ever heard anything, um, about, um, people having problems with their wheels, like their carbon wheels, like having like, uh, like breaking or something like that because of the product being in there or any kind no, of thing? No, no. I mean, not because the product is in there. I mean, we, we can't eliminate all wheel and tire failures. Right. Mm -hmm. So it can still happen, but it, you know, definitely nothing, nothing at this point linked to what you guys are doing. So, Oh, well, no, for 100% for sure. If anybody has sort of a, a wheel failure, you know, you'd have to think that it would be worse. It would have been worse without Kushkor in there. And it's certainly not anything related to the product. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you there. Um, so when you're doing all these events, um, do you have like, wheels that people can take and demo or something like that or well, i mean because you can't just throw your cassette on you know what i mean like yeah it, it's really i know difficult. we we try when we first started we tried that we had about 12 different wheels and different cassettes and different axle widths and all this and uh in the end it was it was really tough because um for one at a, at a cycling event if it's like uh, focused around riding people want to get out and ride and we just found that people were like ah yeah maybe i'll try that but the hassle factor of like yeah we can put these wheels on your bike you can try it on your bike yeah and there just wasn't that many people that actually went for that <clears throat> and and then just the fact of um you know managing that and like the effort that it takes to have wheels and tires and cassettes and axles that fit yeah. every bike is just kind of a, a little bit of a nightmare and so I know for me too you know honestly like my thought process would be like well what if this let, let's just say you're, you're handing them a carbon wheel and they yeah. don't have a carbon wheel or you you're handing them a rim that's maybe like my quet my if i was that consumer i'd be thinking to myself like is this wheel different and that's what i'm feeling compared to actually the kush being in there yeah yeah so what, i mean what what does the product cost so that people know yeah so the a set is and that's typically how we sell it it comes with two inserts and two of our air valves you have to use our air valve the um i should have one here but the the holes go laterally instead of this way because the cush core would be on a traditional air valve it would be sitting on top of the hole so it comes with our air valves two two air valves two inserts is 149 um and then that so that leads into the other thing is like usually at a show instead of doing the demo we'll just kind of offer a special show price that kind of if you're if you're interested enough this is like a deal you can't refuse it's like at least you know something to right on 
go ahead and try it right <clears throat> so you do have the ability to buy a single if for some reason you know like you, yeah. your tire ripped off and you exactly. destroyed one or something like that exactly so we sell um singles and that we call them basically replacements um mm -hmm. because you know, like we mentioned earlier is that you know we want the we want it to be it's designed to be run in the front and rear wheel um but there is singles for replacements if for some reason you need that and we do sell air valves in um uh, multiple colors the kit comes with green ones um but we have black red and um now uh like a turquoise that matches the yeti team uh, there you per, go. per their request and then you know, we, we had a really interesting conversation about valve cores when i was up there at your at your office and it, it and i think it's worth mentioning to people because i was like well why do you guys have green valve valve cores do you uh, remember what yeah. your answer was well i mean i i would imagine it the, the issue is once our products installed you don't see it yeah so how do you know that this bike has cush core right so it's, right. Kind of, it's a marketing thing that's our colors green gray yeah, yeah. and so the the kits come with green but yeah, if you want to totally change it sense. then you're you're welcome to, yeah. to purchase other air valves um and then uh i mean we do have rim stickers as well that come in the kit and you know they don't match every every rider's bike so we we get it that but we do see a lot on like our social media guys put those rim stickers on that they're you know rocking yeah. fish core it's, um, it's like when you said that to me about it being inside of the bike though it was like it to it totally resonated because it was like no i totally get that now because yeah. like and then honestly it also then stops the conversation too you know where you you're you're talking to some dude or your buddy or whatever like you're you're usually looking at their bike and then talking about something from there you yeah, know, and if you don't have a way to know that they're running Kushcore, then you wouldn't even start that conversation or have it. Right. So maybe seeing the the valves green or the the sticker on the bike, then at least kind of like prompts it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that that's why they're green is basically marketing, and that's our brand. I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I, I think, uh, at least green's a good color, you know. <laughs> you know, have like some, some weird one. Like, I don't know. I'm gonna offend somebody if I pick a color, so I just won't. I just, I, I'll just keep my mouth shut there. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> you said you're going down to to Sedona this year. Are you stoked about that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I'm super stoked because it's cold here right now, and right. Uh, I mean, not that that time of year Sedona's not super hot but it's hotter than here and uh the trails there are super fun and we're gonna do um you know like I said we did this test with motion instruments this data acquisition test and we're gonna repeat that but we're gonna uh it's gonna be with some you know uh well-known media outlets and um and likely a, a pro rider so we'll have data from from those um individuals and those each each media outlet can make their own um conclusions from the data um and uh but yeah it should be fun no that'll be super exciting you know sedona was such a good time when i went last year it was yeah. one of those things where when i got there i was like there's no way i'm not going to continue to do this <laughs> it was just really you know it's like a smaller event and i mean it, i haven't been to sea otter unfortunately i didn't i didn't get a chance to go yet and um but when, it was just really fun it was really fun to like have all the vendors and the people were just having a great time and the trails are like right there i know where sea otter is the trails around that area are not fantastic no. 
I mean, that, yeah. that's the thing. It's like sea otter is fun for its own reasons. It's kind of a big, uh, you know, kind of hoopla, right? That's part of the fun of it is so many people and so many vendors and this and that. But, and there's, you know, there's racing, but even the race courses aren't great, right? right. But, but, uh, Sedona is, um, it's kind of a, a cool size. It's not too small and the, and it's centered around riding. I mean, that's yeah. why you go is to, you know, ride and demo bikes and, and, uh, and man, it's just a, a, a cool vibe there in that town. I, I didn't I like even realize that you, there's not an entry fee if you don't want to ride the bikes. Yeah. Yeah. You can just walk right in. Yeah. Like I like showed up last park. year. And, yeah. I mean, I paid for the, the entrance. I didn't, and I ended up just riding my bike the entire time. And, uh, I was like, Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't know you could just show up. Like, so if you guys are anywhere close to that, just go, you yeah. don't even have to pay. I mean, you can go camp somewhere or sleep in the back of your truck or something if you need to. But, yeah. um, like, yeah, I mean, if you can, even if you're close enough to day trip it, like you don't have to pay to rent the bikes. You can go walk around, talk to all the vendors, look at all the stuff and, yeah, I had a great then, time. Yeah, and then good. and then ride. Yeah. yeah. So, um, have you done a lot of riding in Sedona before? No, that was my. I went that last year was my first time there. Also, what, what did you guys ride? Oh man, I can't remember now. Yeah. Um, but like close to, uh, I guess that would be like the south side. Well, we did a little bit right from where the event center was. We did a, a loop there. I can't remember the trail names now. Yeah, yeah, no worries, yeah. no worries. And, and then we we basically uh, scheduled our flight home late Monday so we could ride all day Monday before coming back. And uh, that that we did a big ride that day. That was. Do you guys have some kind of like shipping container that like takes all your stuff to the events? How does that no. work? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that that event, like from us to drive there, is it's crazy. It's like right. I, I want to say be that like a it's, day almost or something. Oh, more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like eighteen hour drive or something. Yeah. So last year we just we just shipped our stuff via FedEx. Uh-huh. You know, basically shipped our our pop up and uh, all our supplies. And um, so and when then, you guys are going and taking your bikes, then you're just taking your bike on the plane. No, that that event we just um, demoed just bikes demo, from yeah. the the shop down there. Yeah, I mean, you had mentioned some of the other events that you like take your bikes and go ride or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if we can, I mean, there's like there's a close one here is Mountain Bike Oregon is down in Oak Ridge, and then that that's only two hours away from us. And is that a good event? Uh it's super fun. I mean, the riding there's off the hook. It's, yeah, it's I've great. seen some stuff on on YouTube that yeah. just looked crazy there. What, what, what how would you explain um, that area? Uh, well, um, yeah, kind of, uh, classic Oregon, uh, mountain riding, you know, you get, uh, I mean, you can ride, there's so much trail that it's like, you know, more than, than you need. <laughs> there's, is there, there's is like, there any like trail names that are like that? Yeah, Alpine is there? like the Alpine's the classic. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that's a uh, shoot mileage wise. Um, Oh, got it. I think if you do it from the very end of it, from the very top, it's probably 20 miles of mostly descending. And it's, and it's, you know, you're in the, in like redwood forest and ferns to, to, you know, extreme exposure to shale rock to high speed, just flowy stuff. It's, it's within the one trail, it's kind of got it all. And, and yeah. then there's other the other trails like that too that that um maybe are aren't well known but like Alpine's kind of the classic for Oak Ridge. How, how do you do with exposure? 
I'm I'm good. Yeah, I can't. Stand yeah, that. that's I, freaking. I had <laughs> I, I about lost my soul in Sedona, man. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, having said that, there's some trails in Sedona that you know, there's that like uh, what's it called, white line or something yeah. like that. There's yeah, no. Dude, that, I get like the heebie-jeebies just watching <laughs> videos of that freaking trail. Like, I can't even watch them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 There's definitely some exposure there in Sedona, that's for sure. I wanna I wanna there's a guy in Sedona. Let me see if I can figure out his name. I was just talking to him because he rides Kushkor. Oh man, I, I'm not gonna be able to find his name. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll have to look it up for you. But he, he has videos of himself just ripping that crazy exposure stuff. It's he's insane. So one of the guys is asking on the, the the chat here. Do you guys have? And I actually saw it earlier in the stream too. I forgot to mention it. Do you guys have something coming for fat bikes? Um, not yet. Um, one of the problems is that those tires are um so big that that the amount of foam. I mean, man, it it just might be the weight actually could start to getting to be an issue. Oh, I found the guy's name. His his Facebook is Simon Says Mountain Bike Skills. Uh huh. Um, and uh, but yeah, and what's his YouTube? You got to check him out. Yeah, you got to look at his YouTube. He's he is Simon <laughs> Says. Yeah, Simon Says Mountain Bike. It, it, you know, yeah, look yeah, that yeah, up definitely. on YouTube. He's he's crazy. He's got some cool stuff. Um, yeah. So with the fat bikes, I mean, I, it's not out of the question, but so far. We haven't, um, you know, developed that because for one, it, it's a little bit of a niche and, um, and then it's just like, uh, the, the, the design process of getting it. So it still does something, but it's not too terribly huge and heavy. Um, but you know, we're, we're rolling, rolling them out and, um, ah, pardon the pun <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, maybe, maybe someday, I, I, but it, it's nothing that we're in development on yet. Not yet. So it's definitely one of those things where it, it, it need, it would need to be re-engineered kind of like, yeah. with stuff, like completely yeah. Re yeah. I can see that too, like cost wise. I mean, you, you're, if you're having a lot more product, then it's yeah, going to change your, your cost as well. Like material, a lot more material. Yeah, in there. definitely. Definitely. <laughs> huh, that's, that's interesting. Um, what are what are some of the the complaints that you hear? Uh, I mean, kind of what we covered is like hard to install. Yeah, that's um, the, the weight, one. right? And uh, but you know, I think like what we talked about is like, um, it's funny because we can install it no problem, and right. and so we think it's easy. Right. Now I know that's probably you know um, that's probably bias but um i would say that <laughs> that um you know if you use the technique and it, it, it's not not that difficult i mean for every every kind of complaint this thing's impossible to install we get a guy that's like oh this it was easy so uh, you know runs the gamut and it, you know i i don't have you know the statistics on how many on each side of that scale but we we get comments on both sides so um yeah the, those are that's kind of it and um and again um you know it's not a pool noodle 
Right. Yeah. The, the, and and once you see it and touch it, especially if you ride it, you'll realize it's not a pool noodle. I, I could definitely say just just touching it, like it it you you definitely understand right away. Yeah. Like like just by the consistency of the product, like you can tell. And and then when you think about the shape and you go on, you know, with all the other things that you know we've mentioned, it's it's definitely um it, it all makes sense. It it really does. And I think if a pool noodle was really going to be as as good i'm sure there's a freaking million people out there that have tried it already yeah. and uh, i i doubt that they've come back with similar res like results um yeah. there's a really good question here in the chat that i wanted to bring up to you and they were asking what type of casing do you guys recommend with Kushcore, and is exo okay to say wait or should we still run double down yeah i mean it's tough to answer the easy answer is yes. Run the lightest weight tire you can get away with for your terrain and ability and riding style, right? But it's really hard to say absolutely run this, right? Because right. It, there's so many variables and and personal preference. Now, having you know, having said that, like it's the same question we get, like, oh, what's the tire pressure? Can I run? Well. That also depends. It depends where your starting point is. What do you run without it? And right. certainly, um, most people can run, you know, less with Kushcore than without it. And mm -hmm. but if you're already running like extremely low, like 16 psi, you may not change your tire pressure at all. Like that's pretty low. And those guys must weigh like a buck twenty. Dude, yeah. because there's no way I could freaking <laughs> run. I know, 16. but there's there's a lot of people out there that run extremely low pressures, and and they're looking for those benefits, and it makes sense. It's just that once you get down that low, you probably won't um, change your tire pressure that much with Kushcore. Now, yeah, yeah. Like like you so mentioned, somebody like me, I'm running thirty right now. Is what I run front and back with Kushcore. Without, I actually don't have it in right now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, because that's what that, that was what I was gonna say. So, without Kushcore, I used to run thirty, and mm -hmm. with Kushcore, I run twenty five, twenty four. I'll be dead honest with you guys. I and have, I like one ninety five. I have the set of Kushcore sitting there right behind me. Yep. Um, you can kind of see a little bit of it in the corner there, <laughs> and I I got them from you guys, and I was like, oh, well, as soon as my tires wear out or I puncture one, then I'll put it in. And I swear to God, the tires I have on right now are like they're they're knock on wood. I don't know if that's actually good or bad because the cushion core is not in there, but like they, they just aren't they're they're not going away. So yeah. it's coming soon though. It's definitely coming soon because I have a brand new set of tires that I want to put on. I really want to try them out, especially with the weather that we have right now. And um, and I and I also want to want to give my my go at installing them after yeah. i've seen the professionals do it yeah, so yeah. is the garbage can like a hundred percent needed yeah i think so i mean well not a hundred percent but it, it makes it a lot easier for for two reasons one is if you're trying on, to let, let's back up just a second i'm yeah, sorry yeah. but um let's explain for the people that are listening <laughs> or maybe haven't watched your videos so yeah. Part of the way that you guys install is you say that it's easy if you have like a, just a regular old gray garbage can that, you know, people would have like you like the can that you would put a keg in if you were having a big party. Yeah. Yeah. that Or like, I mean, at my house, I just use like one of those uh, five gallon paint buckets from Home Depot. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, too. Yeah. OK. So it, the, the whole thing, what you're trying to do is just 
the beauty of the large trash can is it brings it up to a comfortable place where you're not bent over, right? And then the other thing that it's doing is like without supporting the wheel and you're basically the trash can or the bucket is supporting the wheel on the spokes. What that does is that when you're pushing down on the tire, you're not pushing down on the other bead. So like if you did it on the ground, you'd be kind of working against yourself because you'd be pushing on the opposite side bead that that's touching the ground. So this is kind of uh, isolating the, the bead from uh, uh, the, the ground basically. That, right. That's why we like to use a trash can and, and it put the trash can puts it up in a nice, so you're not bent over so far. Right. Right. So you just use a, a, a bucket though. That works too. Yeah. Yeah. I use a bucket at home. That's just cause that's what's sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously like if you were just sitting it on the ground, then it's like, you know, you're either pushing your cassette all over the ground or the other side. Yeah. Of yeah it's just kind of a pain. Yeah, Ex so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Good times, good times. So, um, which which event are you looking forward to the most this year? Oh, uh, Crankworks. Where's Where's Crankworks at? Well, Whistler. Yeah. There, well, I guess there's two that I'm looking forward: to. Crankworks, Whistler, mm -hmm. and then because um, it's been several years since I've ridden at Whistler, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking forward to more riding than working at Whistler because yeah. it is just awesome. And uh, and then. Um, the EWS at uh, North Star. Oh, okay. Because we actually, this is, you know, I don't know if they've had a, a, a round in the U.S. before. Maybe maybe some couple years ago. But anyway, <laughs> it's close enough for us. We can go and we can see our teams race on Cushcore and uh, cheer them on. And, and, I uh, thought the inner bike um, that they did up there the, that was open to the public was really fun and it's yeah. sad to see that interbike's not going to be around next year at least next year they canceled it already yeah so yeah. so it would have been cool to have an event like that continuing because i thought i felt like it was really set up well kind of like sedona where like the, the tents and the vendors are there and there's like this great riding like right there yeah yeah you know so what is it about uh, Crankworks that you just, just the, like the train up there that I've never been to Whistler. So, oh uh, yeah. I mean, Whistler, I mean, are you like one of those big jump guys? You hitting like, no, 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 <laughs> He's like, no. I'm not that good. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, you know, I, I do like the kind of flow trails and there's just so much variety of terrain and it, it's just, They've, they've been at it the longest. So the park is just set up so good. The trails are so good. And, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, riding there over a couple of days, you're definitely going to get better because the, it's set up so well that you, you can progress and get comfortable jumping. And, you know, I, I don't do huge hits or anything, but, mm -hmm. but, you know, when you ride there, it feels like you are. So yeah. <laughs> definitely you, you feel yeah. like you're killing it. Right. And, and then there's some things you look at and you're just like, Oh hell no, I'd never hit that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but guys do for sure. And it's just, it's a cool vibe there. It, it's been, oh shoot, man. I, I haven't been up there probably five, six years or so. And, and, um, how but, yeah, far is that from Ben? I mean, that's uh, like 10 right? hour drive. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's farther than I thought. It's like kind of way out there. Then. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go <laughs> all the way through. We're like in the center of Oregon. So you have to go, you know, half of Oregon all the way through Washington. And then it's about, I want to say three hours from the border. Um, so, wow, yeah. I didn't realize it was that far. Yeah. 
I was thinking it was like a day trip for me, so it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you could power it out. Probably, yeah, it'd be a, be a long, like, 15-hour drive or something like that. But, yeah, for you, you'd, uh, you'd stop in Bellingham and ride there. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> Tell you what, I used to drive up to Portland a lot for work, and um, I I have, like, paid, like, enough freaking speeding tickets in Oregon to, to, like, learn my lesson finally. And now it's like... I could tell you some ridiculous times that you might not believe in how fast I got from Sacramento to, to Portland, but I'm uh, not doing that anymore because it's just too damn expensive. <laughs> it's one thing getting the speeding ticket and paying that, but the other end of it is, is you can't do traffic school because it's out of state ticket and oh, then your right. insurance goes up and now you're digging that for another two, three years until that goes away. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm really slow at like learning my lesson so it took me a while but now i'm like i go to oregon it's like cruise control just don't freaking mess around they you, you know what i mean yeah yeah so. <laughs> so do you guys go from then do you do you um so oak ridge is pretty much the place that you go to ride the most if you're leaving town or do you guys like head over towards like boise or no yeah not too much i mean mostly it's uh oak ridge or up uh hood river that's mm -hmm. great riding up there. Um, and, but where's, you know, where's it's good River, stuff. Like generally just speaking. North. It's like on, on the border on the Columbia, it's right on the Columbia river, right on the border of Oregon and Washington. Oh, okay. And uh, it's only a couple hours from us. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's got great, great riding there. It's, uh, the riding area is called post Canyon and um, hmm. yeah, really, really good fun riding there what, what time of year is that event that you were talking about that's in oregon you said it was in oak, oak ridge i want to say they do that in june and july i think they do two but i i, I haven't checked this year but um, yeah. yeah it's like a midsummer type type of event um yeah and doesn't doesn't ashland have some kind of event that they do too yeah well they have racing and i'm sure there's some event there too that's yeah, not too far from us either but um that's like three hours south. Yeah. And, uh, but it's been a while since I've ridden there also. That's, that's fun too, though. Yeah. I thought uh, they had, cause they have a lot of like, uh, like feature, like wooden feature kind of stuff built there, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And jumps and this. And I mean, jumps where you wouldn't expect it. Like the trail, I think it's called Jabberwocky or something. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. It's pretty, uh, not crazy steep, but like steep for sort of a flow trail and some. Right. Some pretty pretty decent hits on it for sure yeah and there's some kind of event that they have down there i remember seeing like the ads come up every year on mtbr and it's like a like a three-day thing where it's like camping and beer and like like yeah. and riding bikes i guess that city's kind of like set up where like like the trails kind of like end back in town or something that, like yeah, that yep exactly so you, you end up right in downtown and they're little downtown has a lot of character and breweries and yeah, yeah. it's a killer killer spot for sure kind of like downeyville in that manner i wish downeyville had a little bit more than like the pizza shop <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the one thing i do like about that place is whenever i go there i have no cell signal so i can't freaking i don't have to deal with any of the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which is like it's like a double-edged sword you know it's like on one hand you're like you can't text your buddy and be like hey dude i'm already down here i think i'm gonna you know go back to the campsite it's like nope we actually have to see each other to make conversations <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I know. I love Downeyville. It's a cool, cool spot. Little gem there for sure. So you guys are thinking about launching some something new this year sometime, and that that's probably going to be the the big big revelation for the year, and then just uh, continuing kind of banging out all the all the events and yeah, yeah, exactly, and just spreading the word and keep pushing the message that it's you know, it's it's a performance enhancement. It's more than just uh, rim and flat protection. Um, yeah, and uh, just just keep hammering away at that and. Um, and then yeah and you know work on the moto side but uh but uh yeah get out there and hopefully so said, ride ride a lot and yeah talk about you you, and you said you guys are, are are shipping internationally now oh yeah 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 so i mean we have distribution all over western europe uh N- netherlands uh i mean so you have some kind of like warehouse there or something like that or like yeah, some kind our, of third party our facility yeah i mean yeah currently what what the way we're set up is that you know the the product is made um elsewhere and it's shipped here and just inserts we package it here with the valves and um and then we do all the shipping from here in bend oregon and um you know when it's a distributor order obviously they're going out by the pallet, but also if you order on our website, then we're sending the individuals, you know, orders from here as well. So, um, so the best way is, is like, uh, just right. Go to kushcore.com. You can order it right off the website. And you're yeah. Go. Kushcore.com by now, a little tab over there. There's also a dealer locator of, of known Kushcore dealers. And, you know, like I said, there's, there's, um, it, at least in the U.S., we're with uh, QBP, BTI, and KHS, our distributors. So, I mean, any bike shop can order it for you. It's easy, but mm-hmm. certainly you can order direct for us from us as well. Do you guys um, sell on Amazon too or no? We are on Amazon. That's been a learning curve. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's a whole – man, I had no idea. How, What's how, different about that? Well, Well, okay. I mean – a couple things is like uh, anybody can sell your product right on Amazon. So you're kind of competing against yourself. Uh-huh. And then you have to police it a lot because somebody can, um, you know, undercut you. Right. And uh-huh. sell it at a discount. But there's clear, if you want to any, any, any product, you know, there's like the thing called a map, you know, min- minimal advertised price. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they violate that, then we, we need to tell them that, that, that basically you're, you're not an um, authorized reseller and you're violating our map. And, right. and, and um, so we like find these guys and, and a lot of the guys like selling on Amazon, it's not even a bike shop. It's a guy out of his garage or something. And we're, we're, where are you even getting our product? And, you know, so it, it, the, fell off the real, boat, dude. Yeah, the, the real the real issue with that for us, it's not that they're selling at a discount. I mean, that's one issue, but the the issue is that we want to make sure that the product and the brand is represented accurately. Right. And and when it's you know out of our hands, it, that's where it gets gets tricky and and. Um, but yeah, so but just just it's it's still good. Amazon's still good, and uh, but we're learning. On yeah, that. It's, it's interesting. I can't remember there was somebody else I was talking to a couple of weeks ago, and they had something a similar story with Amazon where they were like, 
I want to say they ended up just pulling it from Amazon altogether where they were like, I just can't do it. We just can't do it. Well, yeah. And a Amazon takes a big chunk of, you know, they're, they have a big commission, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Call it, so they got to get their piece. Yep. So, but that's, that's why Bezos is. So it's build, best for anybody your... out there. If they want to pick it up to either go to one of your distributors or, or easy, easy enough to just go to your website, fill out whatever form it is and, and get it in the mail. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you just order it. It's just like buying any product. Uh, you just click on it and order what you want. We even, you know, even have uh sealant and rim tape for sale on there that, um, we don't really make any money on it. It's just, we want to make it convenient if you're like, you know, setting up a new wheel or, uh, you know, changing an uh, old tire that maybe it's time to refresh your tape and sealant also. So we just want to make sure that you can get it all there in one, one oh, that's go. Cool. Do you have like a single package or is it like, you just like little add on items? No, just add on. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I, I mean that we've talked about that and I think eventually we'll do it is like maybe develop her own sealant and just mm -hmm. include it in the package. But, but we're, we're not quite there yet. Is there any kind of problem with sealant and like the material, like the, the, or any issues that you could foresee like with a certain sealant, like deteriorating your, your insert or something like that? No, or? no. In fact, we, we've done a lot of testing um, where we basically got, bought all the sealants and took a section of Kush core and put it in a bucket with a different sealants and, and watched it over, you know, six months and uh, no, nothing happened. No, no growth, no weird deterioration, no yeah. anything. It's a closed cell foam. So it's impervious to liquid. Um, even if the Kush core gets a tear in it, that, that there's no holes. It's, it's uh, yeah. So it's it, anything is um, compatible. Yeah. Do you know, do, I don't know, I, I, there's probably a better Adam question, but maybe you can, what is closed cell foam? <laughs> That's a better Adam question. Yeah, we'll the, let but, that one but go. <laughs> basically, I mean, basically it's, it's, there's no holes, right? There's no air bubbles. Uh huh. Like a pool noodle has air bubbles, right? Right. Okay. So the, uh, I can picture that in my head. So like, yeah, it's, it's basically like, a, like a dense foam is what, what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's just, there's no air pockets to, to pop. Uh -huh. Right. So, um, or absorb, right. Right. Is there, um, any kind of manufacturing defect kind of warranty or something like that? Or you guys probably don't have to worry about it cause you're packing it yourself. So I would imagine you'd see anything as you're, yeah, putting it in I mean, so, so that's, um, that's our, uh, we, we check every unit, right. as it goes into the box, cause we're packaging it. But, um, you know, if there has been, uh, we're basically, you know, honestly, like if, if you call Kushcore, probably I'm going to answer the phone. Uh -huh. And if you have some issue, like we're really, we really want to support the, our customers. And if it, if it is an issue, well, we usually can take care of it. Um, like I can think of one where it was like on the Kushcore, if you've seen it, it has these um, channels and the channels are designed there to allow air and the sealant to migrate to both sides of the insert. Mm -hmm. And um, we had one that, that the way it was packaged, it was folded right at that, that channel. And uh -huh. so it was like the product was creased um, and it, it probably would have worked, but I, I, you know, I, I understood the customer. He's like, ah, I just, you know, bought this product and it's got this crease. It looks like I'm worried it's going to tear probably would have been fine but we just you know we just sent yeah yeah 
just sent them a new one. We we don't really have like a you know a official warranty or anything like that, but case right. by case, if it if it makes sense that that well, you just know, give you guys it? a call and then go from there. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you um, taking time out of your Sunday to sit down and chat with all of us up here. I'm sure everybody. Oh, here's a good question, actually. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna ask that too, but I do really appreciate you you uh, um, coming by and sitting down and talk with us because it, it's really informative. And I think that if if you have the uh, the the time or whatever to actually hear, you know what to hear about the product and more than like the, the pool noodle kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really logical. It really makes sense. And it's like, um, I'm, I'm kicking myself in the rear end for waiting for my tires to to wear out. But I, I also know I'm probably going to be that guy that has like the two hour session. that doesn't work for me. <laughs> Well, and I, I get it, Robert, like it's more fun to ride the bike than to work on it for right. sure. So right. I, I get it, but yeah, get them in there. So somebody asked, uh, what about storage? Does it matter temperature or moisture or anything like that? No, no. Yeah. yeah. So they, I, I mean, yeah, it's like any, uh, I, I guess a tire would, if you get it way too cold, there could be an issue, but I, I mean, really yeah. there, there's, you know, there's no. Or way too hot. Yeah. Like don't yeah, store it in too in hot, your attic too cold, for like six months and expect it to be perfect. Right. Right. I mean, just, <laughs> just basic logic with that. But, um, yeah. yeah, there's no, there's no real guideline. It's the, the material's super durable. So, um, right on. Yeah. <clears throat> well, like I was saying, dude, I, I truly, truly appreciate you coming and, and hanging out with us and talking to me about the product. Um, for all you guys that are still in here listening, Please uh, remember to subscribe and support. Let's see how many likes are on on this thing. We only have 49. Oh, we have more likes than we have people watching right now. So I can't use my normal spiel about, come on, guys, seriously. But I'm sure out of the 43 that are still here right this second, um, you guys can hit the thumbs up button. That'd make me happy because um, I like being happy. So <laughs> I really appreciate everybody that threw up a super chat while we were talking. I know sometimes I can't, I miss you guys. I can't like do the personal shout outs or whatever, but really, really appreciate the support from all of you guys. Those of you guys that are just watching and, uh, or listening later on the podcast, I totally, truly appreciate that. Even if that's the way that you support the channel. If you guys noticed my, uh, I got a new mic. Those of you guys that don't follow me on Instagram probably didn't know that, but I got a new mic. And the reason that I have this microphone and that you guys can hear my, just my, the, the awesome baritone in my voice right now is because of the people out there on Patreon and, and all of you guys that throw up the super chats and all that stuff. Pretty much everything that I get cash flow wise from this channel goes back into the channel or into my belly with in, in the, in the way of beer. So I definitely appreciate that because I definitely like drinking beer and I also like doing this YouTube channel. So keep, keep that going guys. Um, want to also say about, um, iTunes the other day, I went on there and I was just searching for an MTB podcast and I noticed it like gave this list of all these other mountain bike podcasts and mine didn't show up. So what that comes down to is I need more of you guys to write reviews. So if you guys can do a chance, do me a favor, like open up iTunes, search the biker bar, write a review about the podcast. If you enjoy it, give it five stars. If you don't enjoy it, don't write a, a review. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so once again, 
I, I just really appreciate Kushkor and Dan, you know, taking the time to, to come here, hang out with us. I want all you guys out there to remember one thing and one thing only. It takes only takes a bike to be a biker. So get out and be one. <laughs> Cheers.